Hi, I'm Will Sachs, the co-founder of Kindara, and you're listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy podcast. here, host of the App Guy podcast, and I'm about to play you the episode that I recorded with Josh Earl, but I wanted to say a few things before you hear the episode. It was an amazing episode. I got really carried away because Josh revealed during it that he was running a contest, a giveaway, and the giveaway was for a license to Sublime Text, which is an editor that developers use. This giveaway was phenomenal. And at the time of recording, you'll hear the numbers that Josh gives out. But uh, since then, since we've stopped uh, recording and his campaign finished, uh, he reached um, 320,000 plus emails uh, that were all unique addresses uh, of people entering this contest. A completely viral campaign, phenomenal success, basically has made him, uh, you know, an instant online celebrity. And uh, I was just so fortunate to catch him as he was having this phenomenal success. And uh, and you'll hear it um, through the interview. And so what I wanted to do is um, I wanted to help you as an app developer. If you are an app developer and you have an app, then I wanted to make an offer. I've realized I can actually help you. So um, the first thing is that Josh does give um, a link to the software that he used to run the contest. Um, you're very welcome to go and check out that link and go. Uh, Go and uh, if you're going to make a purchase to the software that he recommends, then please use his link. Uh, if you um, are on a tight budget, for example, and uh, I actually went out immediately and bought the uh, software based on the interview. Uh, as I say, I got carried away and uh, I bought a, a developer account license, which means I can um, actually develop uh the software and put it onto other domains and uh, it doesn't take very long for me to do that so if you want to run a a joint venture um, a partnered um, contest where you give away um, promotion codes for your app um, or something uh, that would actually be quite attractive uh, as a giveaway then uh, please do reach out to me let's connect and i'll do this for you and i won't charge anything Best way of connecting with me is email info at onemob.com. That's info at onemob.com, O-N-E-M-O-B.com. Uh, Twitter, uh, if you follow me, I'll follow you back and we can DM each other. It's Paul underscore S underscore Kemp, Paul underscore S underscore Kemp. Uh, or you can always go to my website and there's a contact form on there. Uh, it's theappguy.co, uh, theappguy.co. Uh, just do uh, connect with me. Say that you've heard this um, on this episode and uh, that you want to run um, a, a contest together and uh, I'll uh, help you and get, get you set up. So uh, the most important thing though that I've learned uh, as a result of playing around with this uh, software after speaking with Josh uh, is that uh, it's important to have some kind of kickstart to the campaign. So you do need, I guess, a level of influence, um, the ability to get the message out to quite a, a broad number of people, uh, I would say you need at least um, 
to, to make it a successful campaign, you probably need sort of 500 to 900 people uh, to initially click your giveaway and for the giveaway to be uh, enough of an incentive for people to actually join, participate and then actively um, uh, promote their lucky links, as we call them, uh, to try and get people into the contest and, and uh, create that viral behavior, uh, which has resulted in Josh collecting ultimately uh, 320,000 plus uh, emails uh, from this contest. So let me go over to the interview. It's a wonderful interview. I think you'll learn a lot. And, and just as you listen to it, bear in mind that uh, if you are an app developer and you're struggling to get downloads, this is a phenomenally um, interesting way of uh, attracting um, you know, more attention to your app and uh, having a, a potential sort of launch strategy as well for future apps. Okay, so enjoy the episode and remember to either uh, go to uh, Josh's uh, link that he gives out during the episode, um, which you can find on the theappguy.co or um, yeah, reach out to me and uh, we'll uh, get you set up with a, a free giveaway. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's go over to the episode. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. Now, this podcast I set up because I really want to help you, you with whatever you're doing. So even if you are a full-time app developer, an indie app developer, an entrepreneur, or maybe, just maybe, a lot of you are currently working and you're listening to this show uh, and you're in full-time positions and you're doing a lot of uh, learning on the on part and the part-time basis. Uh, I've got a great show for you. I want you to listen to this episode because I think you'll be inspired by the journey of our next guest. So let me just go into um, introducing Josh Earl. Now Josh Earl is a self-taught programmer, a writer and an entrepreneur and he is currently in a full-time position but also uh, he is doing a lot of work on the side and he's going to give us an insight into uh, what it is like to to almost keep keep a full-time job going but have these dreams these aspirations on the side to do something with uh, with programming and app development so i want to war- wish you a warm welcome josh to the uh, app guy podcast hey paul thanks for having me on it's a pleasure wonderful well um perhaps you could uh, i guess give us a little bit of background on what uh, got you into um programming what um you've obviously self-taught so uh, you know, how did you uh, know that you had this passion for programming and, and give us a little bit of background about you personally? Sure, yeah. So um, I graduated as a uh, political science major <laughs> um, and I didn't really I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do with that. Um, what I wound up doing was uh, continuing. I, in college, I was the editor of the student newspaper and from there um, <clears throat> I, I was offered a job at my alma mater uh, in the marketing department. So I kind of transitioned right out of college into that. And I did that for, for several years. I really liked it. I, I like writing. Uh, it's something I'm, I'm pretty talented at. And, um, but the economy, you know, wasn't great. And, uh, the, I, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is not, you know, it's, it's not a media hub, <laughs> shall we say. Right. Um, so there's not a lot of job opportunities around here in that field. So, I realized, um, so I actually ended up unemployed for about six months and uh, <clears throat> transitioning between jobs and realized I needed to to come up with some more marketable skills. So I was about, I think I was about 26, 27 at the time and I had, I had a wife and, um, you know, we were, it, it was, it was really tough <laughs> being unemployed for a guy, you know, it's kind of an ego thing and, um, 
so I, I really decided this. It was kind of a kick in the pants that I needed, and I really got motivated and started digging into uh, learning to program. Taught myself HTML, CSS, and PHP, and then from there, um, just started. I, I did a bunch of temping um, d- until I could finally break through and get a full time job. It took about it took about two years of temping for me to land a full time programming job. So currently, I'm doing um, I'm doing iOS development. Actually, uh, I'm my background is mainly Microsoft programming. So we're using uh, a tool set called Xamarin that lets you write iPhone and Android apps in C Sharp, which is Microsoft language, and then they compile like the uh, the iOS version, which is what I'm working on, compiles down to, to uh, Objective C. So it's a it's a native app, but it's written in Microsoft technologies. Um, so that's what I'm currently doing full time. My, my side work is um, I wrote a book about actually re- written two books now about uh, Sublime Text, the the editor, which is you know one of the most popular text editors right now. And uh, so I've just I've, I wrote those about I wrote my first book about two years ago, um, and I've been marketing that and promoting that. And I wrote a follow up that I launched this um, I launched in March. Uh, Called writing sublime plugins. So, those are that's kind of my that's kind of my background and the, the stuff that I'm working on right now. Well, Josh, what a fascinating uh, start! And you know, firstly, I want to appeal to everyone listening right now in the Appster tribe. I mean, you can go and write a book. I mean, you didn't ask for permission to write your book. You just went ahead and and uh, wrote your own book. And and has uh, that really been valuable to you for building up your credibility and authority in the space? <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I've um, I've kind of established myself as an authority in in Sublime, particularly in the Sublime community, which is pretty active. Um, so, and it, it's really what what's the main benefits to me that I've seen have been all the opportunities like this <laughs> that I've gotten um, to to talk about you know me and and what I'm doing just because I have this product out there. You know, it gives me a hook uh, to interest people to to start a conversation. There you go. So you've given us our first action point, which is to now uh, think about a book. Everyone has a book inside them, I'm pretty sure. We all know uh, lots of different things about uh, you know the various talents that we we have, and we can put that into a book. And so uh, I love the way you did that. Perhaps just going a little bit more into detail about how you actually wrote the book. Uh, did you? Uh, how did you go about preparing yourself to, to write the book? Did you, you know, but basically splurge everything down onto one piece of paper and then kind of give yourself the framework. Yeah, give us an insight into what it takes to write a book. Yeah, so I've gone through a, a few different um, kind of evolutions with my writing process. It's I, so when I when I first started writing, when I was working on the newspaper and and doing my writing uh, professionally, I, I I was very undisciplined in the way I approached it. So I typically would just kind of like research, 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 and take notes, and then I would sort of compile them, and then I would just start writing, and I would grind out this agonizing first draft that was like perfect, you know, like I wanted my first draft to be my last draft, and I couldn't move on until I got the first sentence right, you know, and and I just went through the entire process that way, and it was really, really, really slow and painful, <laughs> um, and that was kind of the approach I took for my first book. Um, for uh, it's the title is Sublime Productivity, and um, I I got the, originally got the idea from uh, I ha- I did set a uh, a blogging challenge for myself. 
I'd wanted to get better at blogging regularly. And so I said, well, I'm going to try to blog every day for 30 days. And so I didn't care what it was, you know, or, or anything. I just wanted to get something out there. So I, I wrote a blog post every day. And um, I wrote this post about Sublime, which I had just started using at the time. And it ended up going, going kind of nuclear on Hacker News. Like I got like 30,000 page views on my little blog in, you know, 24 hours, which is wow. unbelievable for me. Because, you know, I'd, for me, a good day is like, oh, I got 200 views. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I, I, when I published a new post, so um, so once I realized that, I I saw oh, you know there's probably some there's some interest here. I've seen a few other posts about Sublime on Hacker News that have done well, and then mine did well. So I was like, you know, I, I, at the time I had just seen uh, Nathan Barry and a couple of other people. Um, Jared Drysdale had posted stuff on Hacker News about how they'd written books and how, how, how much money they'd made and how well it had done and everything. So I, I, I'd been kind of thinking about the idea. And so the sublime thing kind of got me thinking. So I just sat down one day, pulled out my little MacBook Air and just started typing. Um, what I did was I carved out, so I carved out about half an hour to an hour every morning. Um, I think, I can't remember if I initially set a word goal for myself. I think I, I, think I set a time goal where I was just going to write for 30 minutes a day. Yeah, because we had Nathan Barry on this show and he set himself a almost like a word goal mm -hmm. where he wanted to write 1,000 words per day. Yeah. I believe yep. he actually uh, wrote, wrote an app called Commit and he put mm -hmm. this uh, commitment into his own app and uh, he said there's no way he was going to break that rule, you know, because he's ended <laughs> up getting uh, hundreds and hundreds of days where it's yeah. like never-ending yep. content. Yeah, for me, like I've found, I actually, I did try that for a while and I really liked it, but it was a little bit too much since I'm doing, I'm not, you know, he's a consultant um, and he's got a little more flexibility with his time. And for me, uh, a thousand words is a little bit too much just to sustain day after day. And because it doesn't leave me any time, I'm able to hit that writing, but I'm not able to do anything with the, with the words I'm writing. Like, I don't have time to go back and edit that stuff. So I actually did that approach. Um, when I wrote my second book, so um, I got so with my first book, I was pretty undisciplined about it. I just kind of hacked away, and you know, wrote every day. And basically, my outline was the Sublime interface. Like I kind of went through different parts of the Sublime interface and looked at, looked for features to write about, and then wrote about them. Uh, I figured out how they worked and wrote about them. For my second book, I took a much more structured approach, where um, I so I was I was going to write. I was going to uh, teach people how to write a Sublime plugin from start to finish. And um, so I, I didn't know Python. I didn't, I'd never written a Sublime plugin before. So the first thing I did was I spent about, I think it was about a month, where I just, I worked on a plugin, my own plugin, and learned Python, kind of hacked away at it, took notes, and um, <clears throat> tried to, tried to think, sequence. So I, I used Git. To, uh, to do my version control, and I tried to sequence the commits to get so that I could go back and look at the development of, of the plugin and actually tell that story when I wrote the book. So then, um, so I, I took, you know, took pretty good notes. Then I spent about another month going through those notes and my commits and outlining the heck out of this thing. It was about, the outline was about 20, 25 pages, um, which Seems like a lot, but it was literally like almost almost paragraph by paragraph outline. 
because I wanted to be able to just write the thing when it when that time came and not be thinking about where I was going next. And then finally, I sat down and I wrote the whole thing. It was about I think it was ended up being around thirty thousand words. I wrote it all in thirty days. So the outlining, the outlining really really helped. Like my first book is about that length, and it took me about six months <laughs> to write. Right. So you know when you outline like that. Uh, for me anyway, it really allows you to kind of fly through the writing because you've done all your thinking already. That's what, like the typing is not what's slowing you down. It's thinking about what you're going to say next. So if you know what you're going to say already, then, you know, it takes all the guesswork out of it. There you go. You've just given us a great framework for writing a book. And that's wonderful because I, I can imagine, yeah, as you sit down with that sort of in detail out, outline, then you can actually just go through and, and uh, absolutely hammer the thing within and 30 days. Wow. I mean, that's ultimately but obviously it took you a long time to kind of get the knowledge to be able to do that so uh, right yep you can't just start a book and, and expect to finish it within 30 days but uh, uh, so uh, one of the things I wanted to pick up on actually interestingly is like your feeling how you felt on that day when you got 30,000 uh, views to your website and it, it hits on an idea that I've uh, had and I'm very open I want to you know happy to share the idea and if someone wants to build this and great I, I think that the world needs um almost like an app where there's a community behind the app and the app gives uh, like these tasks, a daily task to go and do something very positive without reward to someone. So go and uh, retweet their tweets, like their comments, go and visit their website, make a comment. And it's called Prop App. And uh, the, the whole emphasis behind it is that all of us seem to be pushing out content, uh, but no, there's not a lot of people acknowledging and uh, I just wondered what it felt like to have that 30,000 views on that one day and, and you know, just out of over a 24-hour period. Hey, Paul, sorry about that. I lost you there. It was, honestly, it was pretty overwhelming. I, you know, I had never, I, you kind of, when you're starting out to blog, you're kind of talking into the void, you know. There's no, there, you, feel, you feel like there's nobody there. Um, and just, you know, when, when something does catch on like that, it's it's very it's very motivating, you know. I I was like, okay, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, what do you think? Do you think that idea is a, a reasonable one? You know, because I, I just feel like more people deserve the acknowledgement for the stuff they're putting out there. And if we had some kind of flash mob type mentality where we would go and pile into, you know, someone's blog. And, uh, and and all of us would focus on it or reviews on an app or reviews on a podcast and just all focus on that for one day. Uh, do you think that's uh, like a, a, a worthy cause? That's really, yeah, that's a really interesting idea because a lot of times these, you know, like it, all it takes is a little nudge with this stuff. I've, I've noticed this with Hacker News. I don't like get a lot of articles there anymore because I'm mostly focused on writing. But I've noticed that like all it takes there is a couple, you know, a couple upvotes and suddenly, you know, you're starting to rise and then you hit the front page and it's like, holy cow, you know, it's you you, you look at Google Analytics and you've got hundreds of people on your site. And, um, you know, so like, you know, just getting people, helping people get over that initial hump where no one is absolutely no one is paying attention is could be very beneficial. Yeah. Do you think that's not just with, I guess, your example of getting into Hacker News, but that's life in general now that if you want to get noticed, because everything seems to be charts trending and mm -hmm. uh you know we've spoken to many app developers on this specific show right now where they say that they've had to um, align 
their app launch with people with large lists who can then really do a very specific uh, product launch and uh, of the app. Uh, and yeah. It's almost like a science now to try and get into charts. Is that, do you, are you finding that? Yeah, you like you definitely need to come up like what I've found is that you need to find a strategy that like there's so many of these strategies that work and you need to find one and get good at it. Um, for me, actually, with my Sublime books, what the hook was, I, I learned how to do Twitter pretty well. And then from there, I learned email marketing and email marketing. Like if you're not doing email marketing, if you have any kind of product and you're not trying to use email you need to get on that because <laughs> email is far and away the best way to market anything on the internet right now. Um, so, yeah, so it's just a matter of um, finding, you know, f there's there's a lot of good ways to jumpstart what you're doing and you need to find one strategy and get get good at it. Like one, another, another tech technique that I use, so from Twitter, um, I've been trying to grow my email list from from Twitter for a long time now, and uh, one thing I noticed that did really well on Twitter is uh, giveaways and contests. So I did a giveaway for a copy, a free copy of Sublime Text, which is not my book, but it's it's something that people who might be interested in my book would want. Um, so I got the first time I did that, I got around like 400 signups, maybe. Um, which is, you know, it's pretty good for me. I sold a few books from that. I paid paid for the license for sure. The second time I did it, I got it. I got around fourteen hundred uh, as my my Twitter audience grew. I was able to reach more people. And then today, well, this week I'm doing one. <laughs> this is a little insane. Uh, so I I I'm using a plugin by the guys at AppSumo right. that actually allow, allows people to share your giveaway. And uh, every time they share it, people use their their little link, and they get more entries for the giveaway. So it kind of it's like a it's like a viral thing. It incentivizes people to share what you're doing. I am currently I checked this morning. I have uh, more than sixty thousand people signed up for this. So it's kind of blowing my mind. I'm actually really stressed out this week because my server's been crashing uh, because of this insane. This giveaway has just taken off. Um, so I'm probably gonna have I'm probably gonna walk away from this with anywhere from eighty to a hundred thousand email addresses that I now have to figure out, you know, how to sell my book to. Josh, so, this is well. Firstly, it, congratulations to you. What yeah, an amazing it, story. You. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I'm actually in contact with the guys over at AppSumo and hoping to hoping to do something with them about this plugin because I knew when I saw this plugin. Um, so so Noah, I got an email from Noah Kagan. I'm on his list. And uh, he was doing this giveaway, and I saw what he was doing, and I was like, "This is brilliant." Because the the one thing I've I've had trouble with with my giveaways is like, there's no reason for people to share your giveaway, because the more people that enter, the f the less chance they have of winning, right? It's like a, a perverse incentive. Yes. So I saw this plugin by Noah and guys at AppSumo, and you know, it it clicked. It was like, okay, this is this is brilliant. This is this fixes what was wrong with my giveaway. So. I bought it instantly, and I uh, just launched the contest. All I did to launch this thing, so I had an email. My email list before I started this was about fifty five hundred, and uh, so that's you know pretty good. It took me about two years to build that up, and uh, it's a decent sized list. It's it's small, but but not too bad. And then uh, I have about thirteen thousand Twitter followers, so I, I sent one tweet and one email. <laughs> 
wow. and then my server fell over on the traffic. <laughs> so tell us it about the plugin then. Is it a WordPress plugin? Yeah, it's a WordPress plugin. Uh, it's called King Sumo Giveaways. And it's actually, I mean, this won't, well, it's it's on sale this week, but it'll be over by the time this airs, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just they just introduced it, and they've AppSumo has used this technique to build their list. Uh, so they're kind of sharing this plugin, and uh, the plugin's about two hundred bucks. But if you've got an email list, it is totally totally worth it. So the way it works is you base you, you install it in WordPress, and uh, it's it's dead simple. Like it just creates a new page on your WordPress site, and um, you, you fill in a few fields, like with a headline of the, and an image of the giveaway, whatever you're giving away, um, and the rules and everything. And fill out a couple emails. It sends the emails directly from WordPress. And uh, it even handles the drawing. So when you're done with the contest, you just click a button, and it'll send an email to the winner. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a pretty sweet little plug-in. And, uh, but, the, well, but what's really killer about it is the viral, the viral feature where people... It's basically an affiliate link. Um, you know, it's a, it's like a lucky yeah. URL they call yeah, it. I've used something called Punch Tab before, but not with the same impact that you're seeing there. And uh, yes, yeah, it sounds something like that. But uh, I I love the idea, and you know, I want to actually drill in a little bit more because this is so fascinating. The fact that your business, as we're speaking, is accelerating <laughs> to the stratosphere and beyond. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's why you're obviously on a high and. Uh, I mean, in terms of giving, what uh, are you giving away? So I'm giving away a free copy of Sublime Text. So this whole giveaway will cost me $270. 200 for the plugin, 70 for Sublime Text. Uh, one, one, one license for Sublime. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's pretty crazy. The, the key thing with giveaways is... Um, and so, sorry, oh, um, is that, Josh, yeah. is that a physical book or is it an e-book? E Oh, sorry. No, this is um, so Sublime Text is uh, it's it's an actual license for the Sublime Text editor software. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not my book. So that's actually the point I wanted to make next, which is a lot of people do giveaways and they make two, one of two mistakes. They either do a giveaway and they say, "Oh, I'm going to give away a Kindle Fire," right, uh, or something like that, or an iPad or something. And what you get is you get a um, you know, you might get a million email addresses doing that, but they're all going to be from people who have no interest in what you're doing beyond the fact that you're you're giving away an iPad. So this this giveaway is working for me because, and and past giveaways have worked for me because it's something that only my audience would be interested in. You know, most people don't care about Sublime Text. Only people who might be a good fit for my book would actually care about this contest. So, so that's one mistake is just giving away something that's a hot item that's not, you know, not something that your your audience would would be interested in. And then the other mistake is um, blanking on it. Give me a second here. Well, Josh, this is uh, phenomenal stuff. So thank you very much for being so open about going through that contest. I know that we're um, moving on now and I want to pick up on some other things. But if uh, if anyone is listening to this and wants more information, obviously they can go and check out your episode. I'll put all the links in the show notes uh, for Josh Earl uh, and um, uh, and they could go and check out your tweet, uh, your Twitter account as well. I believe it's uh, at Sublime Text. Is that right? At Sublime Text. At Sublime Text Tips. At Sublime Text Tips. That right? Yeah, okay. with TX, with text spelled TXT. <laughs> the other one was already taken. Okay, TXT. Great. So yeah. there's the Twitter account. If you want to go and see a test case for how to attract 
100,000 uh, email addresses, then go and have a look at that. So um, just moving on, I mean, c clearly then you're seeing a lot of success and you must be thinking about the next steps for you. And the, uh, talk us through how you plan to tr make a transition to be an entrepreneur. I'm guessing you want to be a full-time entrepreneur with the freedom that that brings and the uh, the obvious um, attractions to working for yourself. Yeah, that's that's kind of my long-term goal here. Um, I really like my, my job. Um, I have no complaints. I get to work from home, go upstairs and see my kids, you know, over lunch. Um, but my, my long-term aspirations are really to to be to be an entrepreneur mainly because I want that lifestyle you know like I don't want to be yeah you know, I work from home but I still have a job and it's a nine to five you know or eight to five and so I need to I need to be at my desk I need to be available and I'd really like to to be able to have the freedom to you know go to the zoo in the middle of the day if that's what I want to do um, so that's kind of the direction that I'm heading and uh, I've attacked I've tackled this from a few different angles like one one really big angle I, I knew like I, when I first started thinking about this a couple years ago I knew I wasn't ready like a lot of people I think jump into it and then they realize oh okay there's nobody telling me what I'm doing anymore or you know what to do anymore so they kind of flame out you know they they don't have the discipline to get up every day and just do what they need to do and uh, so I've I've started trying to train myself to be more disciplined in how I work. Um, one one thing that's been huge for me is uh, I started getting up. I think this was about uh, about a year ago now. I started getting up every day at uh, 5:20 a.m. And I've never been a morning person, <laughs> so that was really tough. Uh, I've tried many times before to do that and and failed. And uh, what finally worked for me this time was. Tra training myself to get up with my alarm, not at a specific time, but with my alarm. I used to be a chronic snoozer, right? Like the alarm goes off, you hit snooze 10 times. I'm surprised my roommates in college didn't smother me with a pillow because I was pretty rude to them with my snooze, <laughs> with my snoozing. Um, but I, I, I finally figured out how to break that habit. I just started setting my alarm every day. Um, and, and I set it for like a really easy time, like 7, 7.30 or 8 when I would normally get up. And then I just forced myself to get up when I heard that alarm. And then once I got in the habit of that, I was able to walk it back pretty easily. Um, so that, you know, that, figuring that out has been huge for me. I, so now I have several hours in the morning Every day, um, I, I have tried working on my own stuff in the evening, and it just doesn't work for me. I, I'm too tired after a full day of programming. You know, it's pretty draining. I don't have the uh, I don't have the time, or you know, I don't have the the mental energy left to write and do this other stuff. So, um, so <clears throat> I have been trying to get more discipline there. And then the other thing I've also been doing is uh, using the Pomodoro technique during the day at my day job to train myself to not, you know, to work on a schedule. And um, that has, that has been, that's been huge for me. Um, I've been, I actually, so typically when I take, I, in the past when I've taken PTO, I, sometimes I'll take a few days of PTO to try to work on a big project. And um, I've typically had major problems when I did that, you know, like that's the closest thing. Sorry, like, Josh, what's PTO? Yeah. I'm a Brit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh, paid time off. So okay. vacation time. Yeah. 
so I'll take vacation time and then try to try to work on my own stuff. And typically what happens is day one, I don't get as much done as I want to. Day two, I'm depressed because of how day one went. I get even less done. And then by day three, I'm kind of in this deep funk and I waste, I, mean, I waste a week basically. Um, so what I've been doing is uh, trying to train myself with, with the Pomodoro technique, um, which if, if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's basically working to a timer. You set a timer for 25 minutes and you work on one thing with no distractions for 25 minutes. And then when the timer rings, you take a five minute break and then you come back and tackle it again. So I've been doing this all day, you know, day in, day out with my programming tasks. And it's, I've gotten to the point now where when that timer's going, I'm just kind of a machine. I just go into work mode. And uh, so recently I took some PTO, um, I, last week actually, I took some, some, some time off to work on marketing my book and setting, actually setting up the giveaway that I just was talking about and a couple other things. And I used the Pomodoro technique and um, you know, I was able to just sort of sit there and crank my timer up and just get work done. Um, so if you're thinking about quitting your job, you need to start thinking about how you're going to work after you quit your job, you know, like you need to be, cause you need to be your own, you need to be your own boss at your job now so that you're prepared for it when that, when that time comes. Um, so that's been, you know, that's been pretty major for me. Um, that's that, that is inspirational, Josh, to certainly me and everyone listening. I completely resonate with what you're saying there because I made the fundamental mistake of wanting to quit my job but not having a plan or uh, any kind of idea about what I wanted to do. And uh, if I'd have implemented uh, maybe some of your techniques there, the Pomodoro technique, uh, uh, I would have probably been in a better position than just floating around lost <laughs> when I first <laughs> left my uh, number, my job, and uh, then you know losing my salary and, and then trying to, uh, a couple of harebrained ideas that didn't go anywhere and lost me a lot of money. So uh, right. um, yeah, I would, it's just inspirational to hear you talk through uh, your thinking because there's so many of us out here who we we listen to podcasts we hear the life that we want but we're just a little bit too scared to uh, yeah actually implement uh, a change and uh, it's only to, to when you've done it and you realize that actually it's not so bad um, but <laughs> yeah it's just yeah that, that kind of making that change I know that you'll you'll certainly that, that's a great plan. So how can we find out more about this Pomodoro technique? Is that an, is there an online resource we can go to? Yeah, there is. Um, actually, I'll send, I'll send you to an affiliate link. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a good marketer. Uh, go to joshuaearl.com slash Pomodoro, and that will take you to I, – I have to set that up. But that will take you to the Amazon. There's an Amazon book. There's a book on Amazon called The Pomodoro Technique Illustrated. That's really good. So – check that out great now but before we leave i know that there's one more thing i just wanted to talk to you about which is you're in a mastermind and what i loved in our pre-chat is that you uh, chat in this mastermind and then you record the uh, conversation and upload it as a podcast and it just gives me i guess the inspiration that no matter what you do on, on in your online business that you can create content for others and share you know your experiences uh, can you tell us just a little bit about the mastermind and what you're getting up to there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we've been meeting for about nine months. It's uh, me and two other guys, uh, John Sanmez and Derek Bailey, and we're all programmers. They they're both independent now, um, 
and I'm I'm the only one with the with the full time job, so I kind of represent that contingent. Um, but we meet, yeah, we meet once a week for about an hour and a half, and we literally like we just we so we we d- we're doing this for a while before we started to record it, but we really just kind of talk about we start off by talking about our weeks and like what we're what we're doing and. A lot of it is honestly just kind of emotional support <laughs> because uh, there's a lot, like when you're doing, when you're trying to do your own business, there's a lot of, of ups and downs. And about, you know, three out of every seven days, I feel like a complete failure. Uh, you know, you'll get an, an email complaint or somebody will yell at you on Twitter for having a pop-up on your website. or you know, And just like little things like that really can really just take the wind out of your sails. And having a mastermind group has been just life-changing for me. Um, you know, we, we learn from each other. Uh, we, we support each other. And, and then so after, after about three or four months of, our, of meeting, we were sort of talking about doing a podcast together. And I was like, well, why don't we just record these calls? And uh, we, we've tried really hard to keep them, uh, to keep from, changing the tone of our calls too so we we're like they're pretty raw like people have told us they're kind of raw you know like we're talking about the nitty-gritty details of what what we're doing week to week in our businesses so it's a little different than a lot of podcasts where you'll get kind of the you know people will share their successes more um yeah yeah (laughs) so we we talk a lot about our failures and like what we're discouraged about and you know, one of my friends was like listening to it, and he's like, "Well, one thing I've learned is that I don't want to be an entrepreneur." You know, which is which, which is a good outcome for him because if he tried it, you know, and and didn't enjoy it, that would be that would be rough. So great. And what's the name of the podcast? The podcast name is the Entrepreneurs, like entrepreneurs and programmers. So it's kind of tongue in cheek. It's a little bit hard to pronounce, but. Great. Well, I'm just looking it up and then I'm going to leave you a five-star review as well after listening to it. <laughs> and uh, I encourage everyone else to go and check it out and, and uh, leave a five-star review. Um, flash mob. Yeah, there you go. There's the uh, <laughs> that's the, the flash mob app. Then Maybe that's a better name for it. Um, now, um, I'm just uh, going to popularity and I can see that you had a, a massively popular show um, in May called The Arena of Quack. Uh, oh gosh that was oh my gosh what? that was popular <laughs> yeah it's um i don't know i, I just okay, sorted so, by the most popular and, and it seems that's to be hilarious that, that's um come... so that episode started off uh with a a 30 minute uh like shouting match about chiropractic care um so i suspect those people are not in the, the core audience that were you know maybe <laughs> okay. if it's super popular maybe it's not uh for the reasons that we'd want it to be right okay. uh, yeah it's, it was pretty funny so we had one of our one of the guys that thinks that chiropractic is just complete quackery i have had some good experiences with it and the other guy in, in the call had had very good experiences with it so we were kind of discussing you know the the, uh, the ups and downs of of uh chiropractic wow that's amazing. Um, so yeah, yeah I, totally off topic. <laughs> that's, it just, it, I guess that's the theme of this particular show is that uh, we, sometimes we've got no idea what what tips us over and becomes you know popular. And you were talking yep. about hacker news, and the fact is that you know you can't 
uh, you, you can't try and replicate some of the things that just end up going viral or become very popular. And yeah. uh, you just have to, I guess, just do what Nathan Barry and, and some of the other guests on here and you and I do is just keep putting content out there and uh, just have yeah. the discipline and the habit to just regularly produce. And, yeah. uh, and, and then uh, good things will come from, I guess, areas where they're unforeseen. You do get you do get better at spotting where those breakthroughs might come from. Like for example, I knew this this giveaway was going to be a success. I had no idea <laughs> that it was going to be this level, uh, you know. But I knew I from from my other experiences, I knew that this plugin that I was going to use was going to help, you know. And I knew that the giveaway itself was was worth doing. So great. Well, Josh, I am sad to bring this to an end because I have thoroughly enjoyed our chat. We, you've been more than amazing with your time uh, because, you know, here we are now 35 minutes into the, the podcast and I've already had like 20 minutes of your time pre-chat and all this stuff. So I want to thank you extremely from uh, the bottom of my heart for joining us on the App Guy podcast and, and sharing your wisdom with the Appster tribe. Um, how best can people... Uh, get in touch and reach out to you uh best place to find me is my my personal blog joshuaearl.com and you can also find me on twitter at at josh underscore earl wonderful josh it's been an amazing ride i I wish you all the best with uh, everything that's going on Uh, i can imagine that there'll be uh, when the show goes live there'll be some a lot of people going to the uh, your t- Twitter account and, and having a good look. So um, but if we can reward you in any way, um, do you have some kind of uh, affiliate link that we can go to for um, the AppSumo giveaway, the plugin? Actually, I don't, unfortunately. They, uh, I'm talking to them about that, but they don't have, they don't have anything set up. Okay, well, if you go to, um, if you go to uh, joshuaearl.com slash giveaway, no, let's make it joshuaearl.com slash kingsumo giveaway. I will at least redirect you to the plugin if if it's not an affiliate link. Great, yeah. So that's the best way because um, we'd like to say thank you for obviously sharing all that. And the best way of doing that is to go and buy the plugin through your affiliate link. So um, wonderful. Okay, well, thanks for joining us on the App Guide podcast. All the best, and uh, hope to uh, have you back and uh, when you're doing your. Uh, gazillion uh, contest giveaway and you've got uh, every email on the planet <laughs> what, a, what a lovely problem to have you, you've got too many emails to export yeah I don't know what I'm going to do with them all honestly <laughs> right, okay, wonderful thanks for joining us on AppGuy Podcast what a great guy and uh, all the best thanks Paul thank you for listening to this podcast stay tuned for the next episode if you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone then please send an email to info at onemob.com the app guy podcast 